Welcome to Google Ads Unleashed, the podcast that helps you harness the power of Google Ads to increase sales for your online business. In an ever-changing Google Ads landscape, we uncover the latest strategies, techniques, and best practices for creating effective ad campaigns that deliver real results. And now your host, Jeremy Young. Hello all and welcome back to Google Ads Unleashed, guys. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's starting the new year well. Yeah, uh, today I want to talk about something that's basically an all-time classic, but uh, which I guess now with um, you know the advent of close variants on our search terms has become more important than ever, and that's mastering negative keywords. So negative keywords are super, super important uh, for obvious reasons, right? Because uh, not only um, sort of are you narrowing down the traffic to relevance, and basically that's what we want with Google Ads, right? We want to maximize the relevance of the traffic that we attract. Um, but you save costs and uh, you get a double whammy. Not only do you make your ads more relevant, but by increasing the click-through rate and the relevance of the ads, you even improve quality score and, and expect a click-through rate with your negative keywords. And like I said, Google wants to uh, sort of maximize their revenue, so naturally they will um, start showing more and more on very questionable uh, search terms. You probably noticed this yourself. Sometimes on the uh, search terms, your keywords may be matching for are um, very, uh, I know, criminal to say the least. Um, and I think this trend is only going to get worse and worse. I made a LinkedIn post recently about where I think match types are going to go. I think it's going to just go broader and broader and even disappear in future. So it'll be very much about negative keywords and doing that properly. And yeah, that's why I wanted to dedicate another um, podcast episode uh, to it. So the importance of negative keywords is completely uh, undisputed, um, but I think a lot of people are sort of not doing them properly because not only um, do I sort of audit accounts on a weekly basis where there are no negative keywords at all, but very often I see them done wrongly because the thing is you have to do them pro properly in order for them to be, first of all, effective. And the second thing, there's a bit of method to the madness, right? Because you might be adding negative keywords and then thinking, Christ, I'm still seeing the same phrase popping up over and over again. Why is that? And it's maybe because you're not understanding how negative keywords work properly. And um, you may also not be understanding that, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, that the, the way you add them in, you might not prevent uh, those similar searches in future. So let's dive right in first to understanding the match type. So uh, whereas on the positive keywords, the match types work a little bit differently, the negative keywords still very much work like they would, um, um, you know, in how keywords used to work maybe three years ago, yeah? You have three match types, that's broad match, um, which is indicated by literally just broad. Um, you have your uh, phrase match, which is indicated by uh, the inverted commas. And you have uh, a negative exact match, which is indicated by um, the square brackets. And 
It's really easy to understand. Uh, there's a fantastic example on uh, Google's own explanation site um, on the term running shoes, right? So if you add negative exact match with a bracket, you will literally just not show um, on that exact phrase when the words are in that exact order and mean the exact uh, same thing, right? It's pretty straightforward. And uh, there already is a mistake I see very often because the thing is, I see a lot of people adding just negative exact matches. And what, because what happens is if you go through the search term report and just click, oh, I don't want to have target this search term anymore. I don't want to target that. I don't want to target that. And you just add it either onto campaign level or into a negative keyword list. It'll by default add it as a negative exact match. And the issue is, let's say you don't want to show for running shoes whatsoever, which is the example Google uses, and just add it as a negative exact match, you will still show for every keyword in the uh, search term in the world which contains either the word running or shoes, and maybe you don't want to be showing for either of them two words, right? So it's really important that you um, sort of uh, know the various match types and what they sort of ensue. Then negative phrase match is very straightforward as well. It's literally if those two words or the one word, so negative phrase match for one word and negative broad match for one word is pretty much identical, just so that you know. Negative phrase match is only really if you want to have two words uh, which are in that exact order um, as phrase match used to work, um, and that exact order, and you want to have it excluded. So, for instance, for uh, the keyword run-in shoes, again, if you have um, inverted commas on it, you would still show for um, golf shoes, you would still show for um, running shoes, you would still show for, um, like, how do I uh, run with my shoes, or uh, the best shoes for running, yeah? but you would not show for blue running shoes, for instance, or red running shoes or Nike running shoes because you have that phrase in that exact order in that search term, okay? So really important. And now negative broad match is super straightforward. It's them two words in whichever configuration they appear in the phrase, but they both have to be in there. So if you just wanted to exclude shoes, then you need negative broad match or, in, or negative phrase match shoes or negative broad match running or negative phrase match running. And then you would exclude any searches which contain those exact two words. But let's say, for instance, you want uh, to have um, negative broad match running shoes, then of course you would exclude the keyword running shoes, you would exclude shoes running, you would exclude which shoes are best for running, you would exclude um, blue running shoes, so even if they're in that exact order. So that's basically the uh, sort of a nuanced difference between negative broad match and negative phrase match. And like I said, a lot of people get this wrong, right? Because the, uh, the issue that I see very often and which I will get to in best practices is you will need to um, find the right uh, match type and how you want to exclude your uh, negative keyword because if you don't use the, the right match type you are not excluding any future search which may have that phrase in any combination in that sentence right so that's what I see most people doing wrong and that's the art of negative keywords you will want to find and I will repeat this later what I mean with that you will want to find 
the most common and the smallest common denominator that you will want to exclude in order to exclude all future searches which could be contained in this phrase. I'll get to that, what I mean by that. Match types, super important. And then a couple of things that you may want to sort of just know is that certain symbols are not allowed, like question marks, yeah? So that's stuff that you're just not allowed to have in negative matched uh, in negative keywords. Uh, some symbols are ignored, right? So for instance, um, let's say you want to um, exclude um, the keyword, um, let's say you are, I don't know, St. Andrew's Golf Club, right? And you want to exclude exactly St. Andrew's on your prospecting campaigns. Then it doesn't matter if you have ST dot or ST comma or whatever, those sort of little um, sort of uh, symbols are ignored, right? So what I would recommend is head maybe to Google's website. They actually explain it really well and just really make sure that they are uh, that you understand which symbols are invalid, like at sign is another one, no exclamation mark, and which symbols are ignored, yeah? So, uh, for instance, uh, the plus sign is ignored, right? That's that's one of the common ones. Then you will want to also make sure that sort of uh, operators are included. What do I mean by that? Um, naturally, for every savvy Google searcher there is, you can do stuff like um, searching specific sites only or searching, for instance, specific uh, file types. If you ever seen that, you can search for PDFs on the internet or stuff like that. So all of that um, does not work. So you'll want to be, uh, it will be considered the exact same as what the phrase would be. So let's say, for instance, you're looking for a PDF on a recipe on how to make uh, um, ratatouille and you search for PDF. Uh, colon ratatouille recipe then and add that as a negative keyword then you would literally add ratatouille recipe as a negative broad match right so that that's sort of ignored so stuff like that is just really important to know um, uh, a few peculiar peculiarities another one for instance is that negative keywords only uh, apply to search terms that contain 16 or fewer search, uh, search words. Yeah, so if you have, uh, <laughs> if someone uh, really searches a really obscure long tail search which has 17 or more words in it and beyond the 17th word is your negative keyword, then unfortunately your ad will still show, right? So Google's a bit of a scumbag <laughs> in that regard. Uh, but that's just how it, how it works, right? So just you have to really understand the match type. You have to understand what symbols are allowed, which is not allowed. You have to understand how they work and you have to understand a few peculiarities um, along amongst the match types. Now, um, something that's really important is the level to which they can be applied. So very similar to, for instance, ad extensions, if you like, you can apply keywords on an account level with lists, negative keyword lists. You, uh, it's not account level, but you can choose the campaigns to which they apply to. You can choose uh, to add keywords on a campaign level, and you can choose keywords to uh, a negative keywords on an ad group level. When would you do that? 
Probably for most of you guys, it's best to keep negative keyword lists, right? So how you do that, every Google Ads marketer does it differently. Everyone has a bit of a diff different system. For me personally, usually I have one big old negative keyword list in each account. Um, sometimes we have um, like big negative keyword lists, like which are universally applicable, which can be added to every account from the beginning. So we do that uh, and then they can be added to the campaigns. Um, then um, we can also, uh, um, well, we usually have one negative keyword list, which just includes all the rubbish of that uh, specific Google Ads account, uh, which we then apply to all campaigns simultaneously. Sometimes for our prospecting campaign where we do not want any branded searches in there, we have a specific list with all branded searches. Yeah, we just include the brand keyword as a, a negative broad match in there. Um, and apply that to all our prospecting campaigns so that they are pure prospecting campaigns. Uh, but sometimes you have maybe various uses for negative keyword lists, right? But the, the, for instance, let's say you, uh, do, you have your reseller and you resell a hundred brands and sometimes you stock certain brands, sometimes you don't stock them anymore. So what you'll want to do is as soon as you stock them again is to, or let's say you run out of a certain brand, then you can add it into your uh, brands. We don't have negative keyword list, right? So there's very clever and various uses how you can do that. But I highly suggest resorting to um, lists because they can be universally applied to all campaigns at the same time. Because what used to have, I still remember the days there weren't any negative keyword lists. And what we had to do is if we had five campaigns in an account and we saw found one negative keyword, we had to go into each campaign and add it as a net, as a campaign level negative keyword. That's how long ago it was. Um, and that was a pain in the ass. And that is a mistake I see a lot of people making. They'll exclude a keyword on campaign level on just one campaign and then they don't exclude that keyword from other campaigns as well so make sure you pop it into a list that applies to all campaigns and then you are safe that you are excluding that keyword correctly from uh, from uh, all campaigns at the same time why would anyone use campaign level keywords let's uh, negative keywords I guess if you just want to exclude one certain phrase or word from a certain campaign, um, that's that's one way of doing it. Um, uh, this this could happen, for instance, if you wanted to um, just make sure that um, you know certain two campaigns don't, which may have similar keywords don't pollute uh, each other. Um, that's 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 one use case. Then maybe you might have a use case of let's say. Uh, you just in one campaign, just for what there's just one certain phrase you don't want to show anymore, one um, exact match negative, right? So that's maybe something that you'll want to consider. On ad group level, I basically never use them, guys. Okay, so ad group level, you, you, just, you can just ignore. I guess something that could be important is let's say you have a campaign with five ad groups and you just really want to make sure that again they don't cross pollute. Let's say, for instance, you have a um, you have a brand campaign, yeah, where you have one ad group which is your generic brand keyword. Then you have one ad group about, um, for instance, uh, discount codes, yeah. So your brand name, discount code, brand name, uh, discount, and so on. 
then what you could do in your generic one is on ad group level only is to exclude the keyword dis discount code just so that they don't sort of cross pollute each other so that you have a relevant ad for each of those two phrases. So your generic campaign and your uh, keyword discount code. So that's maybe a time where I would consider that, but it rarely ever happens to, to do it, to be honest with you. So really important that you understand how to, at which level to apply them and that you do this religiously, right? Because that's why I see a lot of people making mistakes. Now, how do you find negative keywords? The obvious thing is in your search terms, right? So first of all, what I would always recommend is when you even start a brand new Google Ads account is to start a negative keyword list straight away because anytime I do keyword research and build a new account straight away, I actually find a lot of negative keywords, right? Oh, this is an irrelevant phrase. I don't think this should be there. Uh, um, and I start a list straight away, right? So that, that's something that you should do. Then very often you find um, they're just obvious, right? You look at your search terms and you say, oh, this is nonsense, the, uh, the, 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 this needs to be excluded. But now I'm going to go back to what I say is the sort of, uh, is, is, is the art of doing negative keywords properly, is that set phrases don't very often come in where you say, oh, this set phrase or this set word we have to exclude. Of course, this happens all the time, but uh, what really often happens is, for instance, this, right? Little example, a couple of years ago, I had a client who sold uh, jewelry, um, ladies' jewelry. They made like bracelets for, for ladies. And um, I looked through the search campaigns, and over time, I just found that the keyword um, red like, you know, red bracelet for ladies, bracelets in red, uh, red colored uh, diamond uh, bracelet or red, uh, red jewelry for, for ladies, etc, etc. Anytime there was a search that contained the word red, in whichever combination it was in the sentence, it led to a super high CPA. So what I did is I went on all time, looked at all search terms, filtered by the keyword red, by the search term red rather. And then I saw, holy moly, the CPA was like in the hundreds of euros for any time there's a combination of phrases that contains that word. And the only way you really can spot this is through practice. Um, that's the only way, right? Like you have to practice um, and regularly do your uh, negative keywords, I suggest weekly, um, which I'm going to talk about best practices now in a, in a bit as well. Um, I suggest weekly and over time you just develop an eye for what to look for um, or a very common one is for instance how to or something like that yeah how to phrases so over time you might see hundreds and hundreds of how to phrases and maybe the odd one converts but then you look you know you go on all time filter for the word how to and then you'll see hey every time there's a search with the word how to um, we sort of uh, not get a sale. And uh, it seems to be every time this little snippet is in a search term, it just kills uh, conversions completely. Now, this is also the best lesson of how to apply negative keywords correctly, because what I see a lot of people doing <clears throat> is to then exclude the negative exact match, right? And that is wrong. What they should be doing is to exclude the smallest common denominator across all of their search terms 
which is causing the sale not to happen or the conversion not to happen. And how to is a very good example because very often we'll see, hmm, I've seen dozens of phrases now week on week with how to, maybe one or two conversions. Let's have a look, right? And then you go into all of your search terms <clears throat> and find how to searches don't convert. So then you exclude not this every single phrase that would take absolutely ages, but you exclude how to and suddenly you've prevented every how to search in the future. And that is the art really with negative keywords. You will want to find the most, the common denominator that causes the conversion to not happen or that causes the search term to be irrelevant to your campaigns. And that is really the art of doing it. And then to sort of organize it in such a matter that it's efficiently applied across all of your campaigns. And that's what a lot of people don't do. And maybe you're thinking, oh shit, that's something I'm doing, right? So what you can do is just look at your negative keywords now, uh, maybe all on campaign level, export them, add them to one big negative keyword list and work through it, right? Just work through it alphabetically and just sort of cut as much as possible to really cut it down to um, to like the tiniest set phrases that you can have to prevent future searches. And that's pretty much the best practice because you will want to do this weekly as well because um, uh, there's a very interesting phenomena in language um, and that is called uh, Ziff's Law, you can look it up. Um, and that is that the incidence of something is always double of the next uh, uh, unit, uh, of the incidence of the next unit. What does that mean? So, for instance, if you open up every any book in the world, right, the most common uh, English language book, any, the most common letter will be the letter E, right? Uh, then the next most common letter will be exactly half of that amount or number, um, and that will be the letter A, and exactly half the number A will be the letter O, for instance, and exactly, and you can do that with anything, you can even do that with words, the most common word will be uh, the, so, and then half of that number will be I, then half of I, etc, etc. So this is a phenomenon that's uh, it, it, that's universal to life. It's really interesting. Uh, read it up, Zip's laws. It's fascinating stuff. But basically, that's exactly the same with the negative keywords. You will find very often that the most common negative keyword uh, or search term which is irrelevant to you will pop up very often, and then you exclude it, and then um, you hop on to the next one, which is the most often happening, and exclude that, etc., etc. And that is why it's very important to do keyword negative keyword research weekly because what will happen is at the beginning you will find tons and over time it's going to become less and less and less and less and every week you might just be adding a handful, right? Whereas in the first, let's say, six weeks you would have been adding dozens if not hundreds of negative keywords because it becomes less and less and less over time because the incidence of wrong search terms declines all the time right? Because just like I said, because the incidence of irrelevancy is much higher at the beginning than it is towards the end. Look it up. Zip's law is super important. I might be waffling now, but it all makes sense and it's going to blow your mind, which is why at the beginning you will see exponential 
uh, sort of effectiveness of doing negative keyword research, whereas it's going to become more and more refined and gradual the more often and the longer you're doing this. On some accounts, I've been doing it for three and a half years and uh, weekly, and we you know still find negative keywords, but not as often as we did at the beginning because we've effectively excluded future possible searches by, by doing what we do. And it's also important to do it weekly. I recommend weekly because if you do it bi-weekly, sometimes you can sort of, uh, you know, end up with having to go through thousands of search terms and make it bite-sized. So because it can be really tiring and uh, the concentration can go after a while. So try to do it weekly and um, yeah, uh, just make yourself a regular task uh, with that. And then you're going to find success very, very quickly. Now, I just want to give one special mention now to uh, Pmax campaigns as well and smart campaigns. You cannot have negative keywords on those campaigns yet. It may be coming soon. But what you can have, well, you can have um, certain lists you have to write to a Google rep and it's theoretically possible. Um, but for us, for most mere mortals, it's not possible. What you can do is though brand negatives, right? So you are allowed to exclude branded searches from Pmax campaigns. You go into your settings, catch right to the bottom, open the further settings, and you'll find it at the far bottom that you can exclude brand lists. So that's currently possible to make your Pmax campaigns more non-branded and to really exclude branded searches from there. Um, but yeah, that's something that um, is unfortunately not possible for Pmax right now because it's quite a black box. All right, lots of knowledge there. Um, if you've seen, okay, I think I need a little bit of practice on this, or a little bit of advice, or the sounds like you, oh my God, I'm not really doing this, um, and I should be doing it. You're really harming your performance. Uh, hiring a good Google Ads expert, hiring an agency like us, can very quickly, by just doing the laborious task, turn your accounts around. So if you want to get in touch, um, you know, simply drop us an email, um, Drop me an email, jeremy at youngindigital.marketing. Find me on LinkedIn, send me a message there. Um, or go to our website, youngindigital.marketing, and uh, leave an inquiry. And I'd be more than happy to have a chat with you. So hopefully this has been helpful. I uh, look forward to sort of, yeah, <coughs> looking forward to the next episode, guys. And stay safe out there. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Google Ads Unleashed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you found value in today's podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and a review. For more information or to connect with Jeremy, check him out online at www.youngandigital.marketing. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.